Hi, everyone. Welcome to the 21st episode of Phenomenal Woman Wednesday. I am your host, Dr. Saran Nataki. Thank you for joining. Welcome to Power 365 Phenomenal Woman Wednesdays. This podcast will address issues ranging from what is a phenomenal woman? Are you enough? Community service, paying it forward, the manifestation of dreams with words and action, the power in being a woman, the men who support phenomenal women, fashion, and much more. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Phenomenal Woman Wednesday. So today I have a very special, amazing guest for you, um, someone who's been a lifelong friend, someone I consider to be my sister, and just uh, really has witnessed the soundtrack of my life and I hers, Mrs. Nikhail Yvette Moore. Welcome. Welcome for Thank me. Thank you. Thank you so much, Saran. This is, this is, this is phenomenal. Thank you so much. This <laughs> yeah. is awesome. Thank you. Thank you for being here because I really want to be able to share you with the rest of the world. I think that, um, you know, since the, the first day I met you, I think that you are really, really, and I mean this sincerely, not just because um, you're my friend, but I think that you are a phenomenal woman. Aww. And um, yeah. Thank you so much. The same to you. Same yeah. to you. Well, thank you. Yeah. So, um, uh, Nikhil is a, um, a wife, a, a wife of 18 years, a healthcare recruiter of 20 years. She's also a mother. She has a daughter and a son. A grandmother. And, and a grandmother, <laughs> a grandmother to be, right? She's uh-huh. grandma, a baby Gr- on the Grandmother way. of an 11-year-old Oh, that's uh, right. Grandson. You have, yep. you have your grandson and then you have another baby on the way. We have another grandson, Elijah, that is on the Elijah. way in August. Yeah. Awesome. Wow, yeah. that is exciting. That's it's very exciting. It's a new chapter. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So um, yep. I just going to share a little bit about how we met um, with, with my listeners so they can have some context to who you are and who you are in my life. So um, Nikhil and I met on the, uh, on the playground in kindergarten, um, first day of school, and we mm-hmm. had... A, um, we were both in the classroom of Mrs. Marion Hubbard, uh, who was a phenomenal woman. I, we would both agree. Phenomenal teacher, phenomenal woman. Phenomenal Absolutely. woman. She was yep. very committed to her craft, her, her, her career as a teacher. She really mm-hmm. gave of herself and invested in her students, um, which is why we still call her name this many years later. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. yeah. So we met there. We we went through uh, elementary school, um, became the best of friends. We, when we were younger, uh, we would play over the phone, play house, play dolls. Uh, when we got a little older, we would uh, spend the, every weekend together, uh, every summer, every day of the summer together. Um, and we uh, traveled together, family reunions together. I mean, we mm-hmm. were, we were, this is really my family. Um, it's not really... Um, a friend is a too weak of a word. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So this is family. Um, my parents considered you their daughter. My mother and father considered you their daughter. So yeah, this, this friendship is too weak of a yeah, word. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, my yeah. nickname, the nickname that I had. Um, do you remember the nickname that my parents gave you? Mm-hmm. Oh. Legs. I don't. Oh, legs. <laughs> Oh, legs. Legs. Because right. <laughs> I was super skinny with these long legs. And long legs. That's <laughs> and, right. They would call me legs. and um, they sure would. I yeah. totally forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And uh, yeah, we got our first job at McDonald's. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, we just started life together. We, do, we did everything right. together. So thank yeah. you for being here. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, um, the format of my show, I, I have several questions that I ask of you, and then we'll get into the more detailed questions. Because um, uh, one thing that I didn't mention is Nikhil is also a breast cancer survivor. So uh, we definitely want to talk about that because that is just, I mean, the feather on the cap <laughs> in right. terms of you know being a phenomenal woman and having something to offer us as women. So um, definitely want to talk about that. Okay. 
So the first question is, uh, what, you know, what does it mean to be a phenomenal woman? Um, there's so many levels and layers to that, but I, I believe that to be a phenomenal woman, um, you have to be genuine. You have to be authentic. Um, you have to stand in your truth, know who you are. Um, a phenomenal woman is consistent. She loves hard. Um, she's self-aware. She's resilient. You know, um, she's not judgmental. Um, but she's also vulnerable. And she's imperfect. Um, she has self-esteem issues like the rest of us, you know. Um, but she is someone that loves hard and she loves her family and her friends and she's able to wear her emotions on her sleeves and she's able to add value wherever she goes. Um, that's what I think a phenomenal woman is. Oh, that's perfect. And yeah. right in alignment with what Phenomenal Woman Wednesdays stands for authenticity and a woman who has lived life and has mm -hmm. her experiences to offer because there is no, there's no such thing as a perfect woman, first right. of all, <laughs> right. it doesn't right. exist. Um, but someone who's not ashamed to, to uh, exhibit her imperfection and share. So that's wonderful. Thank you for yes. sharing that. Yeah. So who would you say have been the phenomenal women in your life? Um, you know, I've been blessed enough to have so many women in my village my entire life. Um, I would probably start off with my girlfriend's mothers who um, have been a part of my life and has I've taken a little bit of piece of all of them and included and included it into the map of my life, including your mom. Um, I would say my my girlfriends um, that I have really close relationships with, my cousins, my female cousins, uh, my sisters, um, my sister-in-laws, my mother-in-law, who I've had a wonderful relationship for the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. um, but to top that list off, Saran, I would definitely say my aunts and my mother. My mother had 15 brothers and sisters. Eight of them were, were her sisters, and we just lost my last aunt, my mother, baby sister, mm -hmm. um, a few years ago, my Aunt Jewel, who I was very close to, um, who's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, I would top that list off with my mother, May Helen Martin, who was, mm -hmm. <laughs> she's the reason why I sit here. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've learned so much from her. Much of my life lesson, of course, um, I just started to appreciate as, a, as an adult mother and wife. Unfortunately, you know, we don't appreciate the things that our, our, mother, our mothers teach us until they're gone. Unfortunately, sometimes you sit back and you start to realize, wow, that's so true. what my mother told me. That's what she said. That's what she meant. So um, I would definitely um, put her at the top of the list and I miss her so much and I've learned so much from her. Yeah, I, I can totally relate to that. Um, yeah. You know, and I just want to add uh, what I remember about your mom that was so um, meaningful to me is that she would offer her time and she would sit and talk and tell stories um, mm -hmm. about her experiences and her her life that were you know very real like she told the truth she told the truth yeah she, she was very honest very honest very honest and um you don't get people like that too much these days sometimes you know but um she really was about telling um her truth and um i re i miss that i really do miss that so um yeah those were the women that really helped shape um, the person that you see right now. Yeah, no, I, um, and just to kind of add to what you were saying about, um, not really appreciating what those messages were 
mm-hmm. until they're gone. You know, I, I, I don't know if you can relate to this, but I know that um, after my mother passed away, I was able to see her more clearly. It was so weird mm-hmm. uh, because I was able to see her a lot more clearly and have such a greater appreciation and acknowledgement for how phenomenal she was like, and for wow. who she and for who she was yeah you know yeah. who she really was her story not what, and her story what, yeah right right yeah yeah who she really was you mm-hmm. know and not something we um not through the eyes of a child that's right the eyes of a teenager but in eyes of a mother in eyes of you know someone that under understands now what she was saying as a as a woman as a grown woman so mm-hmm. yeah just more I see my mother too much more clearer yeah. um, now that she's gone and I just wish I had that clarity you know I started to get it as she as she got older um, mm-hmm. I started to get clarity as, as she you know got a little older and stuff but I can definitely see her now um you know, a lot more clear now that she's no longer with us. So yeah, yeah I agree with you. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's amazing how that happens. <laughs> right. I think right. it's by design though. I don't think, you know, I, I try not to be too hard on myself about that. Um, Me but too. It's, Me too. it's, it's by design. No. Yeah. Yeah. But I do try to share with my other friends and girlfriends that are fortunate enough to still have their mothers around. Mm-hmm. You know, I do try try to share it a little bit. I mean, they can't totally see it um, from my perspective, but I do try to share a few little things. I drop a few gems on them, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that they will get a little bit of the clarity before um, it's too late. Um, so, yeah. yeah. No, great point. I, right. You know, I, cause I, I can think of an example of, you know, someone who was really frustrated about, the level of involvement that um, her mother was having on like an event that she was doing. I think it was maybe, let's say like a baby shower. Right. And, um, and, you know, she was really frustrated and like, oh my gosh, she wants to do this and that and the other. And I just, you know, I listened patiently, but I'm like, you know, you, <laughs> you, you have the, you are fortunate enough to have her input. She's here with you. You know, this is her moment. And, you know, you, one day you'll have your, you'll be able to be the overbearing, you know, right. <laughs> grandmother <laughs> right? and have the, you know, whatever it is to your, but, you know, let, allow her to have her moment and, you know, she's earned it. She's right. earned that, that opportunity. And, right. and you are right. blessed to have her because, blessed to have boy, it. Mm-hmm. you know, when, when that's no longer here, it's, um, it's a different reality. It's a, it's a, different it's a new reality. life. Right. It's a new life. And that's it's, right. uh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, what would you say are the characteristics that you've adopted um, from the phenomenal woman that you mentioned? Um, you know, I've adopted many characteristics, as I said earlier, that I've taken a little bit of um, from each one of them. And um, my elders, as I would say, um, the way I love my family, you know, um, how hard I love, um, how I enjoy life to the fullest um, and appreciate life to the fullest. Um, My mother was the type that all the way up to the end, my mother passed away at 83, all the way up until two weeks before she um, fell and hit her head. That's what ultimately took her away from us. Um, She was out getting her nails and feet and hair done and would never miss an appointment and loved the beach and loved to go to good restaurants and eat food, wonderful food, and um, laughed all the time, made jokes, you know, constantly, laughed Mm -hmm. at herself, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and was proud. Um, One of the things I I definitely, I can say I adapted from my mother particularly, is she was so proud of her kids. Um, She was truly proud of us. Um, My mother um, had two children. Mm-hmm. my my brother and I, and uh, just unconditionally proud of us. And um, I have taken that, uh, I've taken those characteristics from her. I'm extremely proud of my children, both of them. Um, mm-hmm. And there's nothing that they can do that can alter that. So um, I believe I've taken that, uh, those characteristics from, from my elders. So, yeah. 
Yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because um, parenting brings on an entirely different awareness of yourself. You learn mm-hmm. so much of yourself through parenting and there comes a point, um, it, it's harder to get to that place when you're still going through the the various developmental stages up through teens, you know, to young adulthood. Right. But one, once you've you've got a couple under your belt, you realize right. that, um, you know, the, you don't, I think when you birth them and you look at them, they're yours. Right. But right. they're never yours. Right. They're always their own person. <laughs> they're, they're always their own, their own person. And right. so, you know, and we, we feel that we know the, I mean, that's an entirely different podcast, but we feel we know the best for them. And we mm-hmm. try, um, and it's, and certainly, you know, while they're growing, and don't have enough experience under their belt, but the the more mature they become and the older they get, we really can't say that we know what's best for them. Right. We can't. And that's a lesson that we have to learn as women, as mm-hmm. mothers, like, right. you know, right. they know what's yeah. best for themselves. You know, we, right. we can't project that onto them. That's a, um, so yeah, I like what you said. Yeah. For that yep. reason. Have to you have to be able to trust that you, particularly if you're a mother of of grown children, you have mm-hmm. to be able to trust that you've instilled in them um, what they need to have, and that even though they might go from it, mm-hmm. they'll come back to it. And that's what the word says as well, too. So I believe that that yeah, you have to plant trust that seed. What, you plant that seed, and and even though they might maybe stray from it for a certain period of time. Um, they will come back to the, the, the basic learning. Mm-hmm. And so I've done that with, with the grown children I have, and I'm extremely proud of, 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 of their decisions. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and I believe my, my mother was the same way, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, up until the day that she passed, I could see it in her eyes that, you know, she did well, you know? Mm-hmm. She did well. Yeah. She did. She did. <laughs> she sure did. So with that, I want to ask you, um, we, we talked about, you know, your definition of what a phenomenal woman is. And we've also talked about how she's imperfect and, you know, she adds value. And so what would you say as a phenomenal woman has been one of the most challenging experiences in your life? And how would you describe your journey toward riding the wave toward overcoming that challenge? Wow, that's a great question. Um, I've had I've had quite a few challenges up, you know, up to this point. You know, losing both parents, um, literally watching my mother take her last breath, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, very challenging. Mm-hmm. But I would say um, the most challenging thing that I have gone through up, up until this point is being diagnosed last year. Um, October of 2019, I was diagnosed with a triple negative breast cancer. Um, triple negative is the most aggressive. Um, and also I've been diagnosed with what, uh, what we call BRCA2. B-R-C-A, BRCA2, um, which is a gene mutation, which basically Mm -hmm. means I have a cancer mutation. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have a very high probability rate of cancer returning um, to either, um, you know, my ovaries or uh, Mm -hmm. getting um, uh, pancreatic cancer. So um, very serious thing that I've mm-hmm. gone through mm-hmm. um, and it, that I'm still kind of facing. Um, but I would definitely say that that is uh, the most challenging thing. Um, I can definitely say, and I can share with you and your listeners that I am cancer free now. Yeah, praise God um, for that. After yeah. going through, yes, thank God. After going through um, months and months of chemotherapy, um, going through a double mastectomy and reconstruction. Um, I've done all of that from October to this day. Um, and I cannot tell you if I didn't have the support system 
the care team I had, the family and friends, the faith, um, I would not have gone through what I just went through. Um, just being uh, vulnerable to the process. Um, you know, when I first got the cancer diagnosis, the first day I received that call from my doctor, time stopped. Yeah. It just stopped for that particular minute. And I thought I was going to die. Mm -hmm. Just that, that, you know, that's how quick it yeah. was. I just thought of death. I started thinking about my husband, my kids, what am I going to do, what I need to leave for them, how they're going to, you know, function, you know. Um, but I realized around that it wasn't a death, death sentence. Mm -hmm. After I went through the woe is me, um, you know, in a sense, the pity kind of party, I, I went through um, crying and, and thinking I was going to leave here. Mm -hmm. um, I, I put my head up. Um, I started to do my own research. I started to be an advocate for myself. Mm -hmm. I started to reach out to other women mm -hmm. have gone through the same thing. And I realized that, hey, I can be a survivor too. Mm -hmm. I can get through this thing. Mm -hmm. um, and, and today you're, you're speaking to a survivor, um, someone that made it through um, the hardest thing I've ever had to go through. Yeah. And, um, and here we are, you know, cancers in remission. Mm -hmm. um, I had a full report done on me a few weeks ago and I'm, I'm riding the wave of recovering. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, yeah. that's, that's excellent news. And what I like about what you're saying is that, you know, you're, you're talking about, um, well, first of all, let's just go back. Yeah. <laughs> just pr praise, praise God. I just, I, you God. know, I want to give my audience an opportunity to give you um, the collective consciousness of praise. Absolutely. Yeah. That's important. Mm -hmm. So praise God. Um, now, what I like about what you said is that you, you I mean, you're being totally transparent. That was your first thought, you know, mm -hmm. you, um, when we hear the word cancer, we automatically go there um, to to death because the reality is it's a potential outcome for some, <laughs> you know, for many, so, yeah. for many, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so mm -hmm. that's that's a very real um, thought process to have to go through and to face your own mortality and to right um, have to, and then in the face of that pull up your big girl panties and say, I'm, uh -huh. I'm, I'm riding this. I'm, I'm fighting through this no matter what, no matter and what. I'm, and I'm believing in my recovery. So that, I, that is uh -huh. astounding to be able to do it. Uh -huh. um, that, that is astounding to be able to do. I've, I've watched only one other person and I shouldn't say well, just one other person, but one person up close and personal <laughs> where, right. Um, I, I watched, and it was my father who, you know, I watched him just believe with, you know, no, there, there was no other option for him. No other um, option. Mm -hmm. no and other so, option. um, I, I think that's what I've witnessed with you. So, mm -hmm. um, so I have two examples in my life. So thank you for that. Yeah. No, thank you. Absolutely. No other option. Mm -hmm. No other option, but to live. But to live. But yeah, mm -hmm. we didn't even enter entertain any other conversation. So mm -mm. That, the one day, the one the day, one day, I, yes, that you, one day yeah. when the doctor called, I mm -hmm. entertained it, and then the next day, I said, "This is not going to take me out. Mm -hmm. I'm going to live." And mm -hmm. I wrote that all the way. I wrote yeah. it all the way. That's you know, that. yeah, very important. I like. Um, so it reminds me of um, one of my previous. Yes, um, Mrs. Ebony Shields, who um, she described a, a very similar um, experience when she got diagnosed. And, and what her husband told her was that, you know, we're going to, you, you have your moment, you can cry, uh -huh. but we will not be vacationing here. And I, right. I really, I really like that. Um, right. Yeah. I, I yeah, really we're not like going to wallow in this. Mm -mm, no. We're not going to wallow in this. 
you know, it's not productive. It's not yeah. productive at all, you know. But but how do you do that? Like, so, um, you know, some people, you know, we, I, I mean, and, and not even with something as serious as a cancer diagnosis, but just other life challenges we face and we say, okay, we're going to surrender it over. And uh-huh. so often we surrender, but then we come back and pick it back up. <laughs> we, well, you know, right. we can be doing, okay, I'm sur- today, for real, for real, right. I'm surrendering. You surrender it and then you're like, okay, I got to pick this back up. You know, so how do you, right. how, what was your, what was your key um, if you are able to describe it? And if, and if not, if that's okay too, but what was, what would you say is the secret to being able to truly surrender it? Well, I gave myself permission to pick it up sometime, mm, you know, mm-hmm. I gave myself the permission to wallow sometime, you know, mm-hmm. to cry, mm-hmm. uh, to go there. Um, I didn't beat myself up, you know, when I did, you know, go there. Um, but I didn't, I didn't stay there, you know, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's how I handled it. I didn't stay there. I, I would go there. It's normal. It's human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, to pick it up and to, you know, to uh, befriend it for a minute. Mm-hmm. And then I I would let it go because I had work to do. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mind, body and soul connection. Right. So Mind, to- body and soul connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything yep. has to be in alignment. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So if you had to um, identify the top four characteristics that someone needs to adopt when they're facing a major challenge, what would you say those are? Hmm. Four. Let's see. Um, focus. I would definitely say when you're facing a challenge, you need to focus. Because just mm-hmm. as I mentioned, there's work to be done. Um, I had to focus when I was uh, dealing with the cancer diagnosis because I, I had things to be done. I had research mm-hmm. to do. I had people to meet. I had conversations to have. I had things to read. So I needed to focus. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also say you need to um, adapt to the new norm. Um, for me, you know, it was, you know, taking a leave from my career for a while. Mm-hmm. Being at home, um, adapting to losing my hair, adapting to being, you know, sick a lot, mm-hmm. just adapting to, you know, going to the doctor two or three times a week, um, just adapting to the new norm of, of, of my challenge. Um, I think that you would need to also, you know, have a positive outlook if we are just, you know, what we're talking about previously. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, you have to be positive for the most part, Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know, no, I get it. For the most part. Um, and, and then um, gratitude. Um, for me, I was, um, I was always, every, every morning waking up um, was a new day, a new beginning, a new time. Um, time has one direction and it's forward, right? So you can't get anything back from yesterday. So I would, I would appreciate today, you know, every day while I had it, you know, so I think that's a huge piece. Um, and then I think I would, I would, I would throw a bonus one on, I know you said far, but if I could just throw a bonus one, Mm -hmm. I would say, calm being calm um when you're facing a challenge um when you're facing something in anything anything that's challenging i think that being able to be calm um and be in the moment uh is something that um would be very helpful to have um it definitely helped me in my in my challenge so yeah. yeah. Um, and so when you say gratitude, like, you know, we, it's become um, more, I, I personally think that our, you know, our universe is going through a process of ascension. Like, you know, we're, we're really 
becoming more um, spiritually aware of who we actually are, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and so um, we're learning more about the power of not just our words, but our like personal vibration, like our energy that we put mm-hmm. out. So right. when we, when we're practicing gratitude, right? So mm-hmm. when we're practicing gratitude, we're attracting more positivity to us. And I, I think I really like that you you mentioned that because, and you mentioned the fact that time moves forward. So this is this is what I where I'm going with this. So when you're having your moment and you're in the valley of a challenge. It's hard sometimes <laughs> to really be grateful. Um, mm-hmm. It can be very difficult, but there's always something. Right. There's always something to be grateful for. Always. And if nothing else, you can be grateful for the breath that you have. That the breath that you take. The breath that right. you take. I, absolutely. I, would, I was losing hair, chunks of hair, mm-hmm. uh, sitting on my couch. Um, just coming from chemo, just sick, not feeling well at all. And my husband made me laugh. It was something, I can't remember what it was, but he, mm-hmm. he made a joke off or something. And I just started laughing. It was so funny to me. And I'm sitting there with chunks of hair, literally, as I rub my head, it was mm-hmm. coming out in my hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was grateful that he was here and I was able to laugh mm-hmm. at that joke, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and that basic, that yeah. basic, you know, it was really that basic around that. I'm going through very aggressive cancer, mm-hmm. losing my, my hair, which I love my hair, like mm-hmm. we all do. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, my husband makes me laugh off of a silly joke. And um, I was just very grateful for that time to be spending with him. Um, and um, it's just amazing how um, you can be going through something so traumatic at that time, but be, but you're still so grateful for something like that, yeah. you know? Um, and, and, let's and, be and that's real. been the story. That's yeah. been my story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then let's just be real, like just being grateful for having, a supportive husband. Very supportive. You know, it's um, unfortunately, or fortunate. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, everybody's journey is different. Everybody's on a different road. And just if sure. if you don't have a husband, doesn't mean that you're not great or have a, a wonderful life. Right. But you but you have one, <laughs> and have, yes. um, and mm-hmm. you and you were you, you found yourself in this situation, and he was there to support you. You know, how, totally. how beautiful is that? You know, that's um, when we when we think about marriage, when we stand there at the altar and we say, I do, we're thinking about all of the great things that are before us, right? We're thinking of all the great things we're doing until death do us part, through sickness and health. Through, we say the words, but mm-hmm. we re- never really think we're going to realize those words, you know, right. and it's sickness and health, not just your own, but your parents, you know, right. your, right. Um, some, some have children, they have to mm-hmm. nurse through sickness mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. even ourselves in your case. Um, and at some point, you know, we we're mortal beings mm-hmm. at some points we all, we all are going to face some type of health challenge. <laughs> right. Um, and, right. and I say that cause we're all at some point going to leave. <laughs> so right. that's a challenge exactly. if you're not here, <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, we're mm-hmm. all going to have it. Right. So, um, yeah, so that, I think that, you know, just being, having the ability, so that, so to me, that is the ultimate key, having gratitude in that moment because time is moving forward and you right. only have right now. You only have right now. You only have yeah, right absolutely. now. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Um, and just to, just to kind of add um, some additional context. So like when my father was um, dealing with his cancer diagnosis, my father had uh, was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer and... Um, he uh, experienced full remis- remission for up until his death. He he never it never returned, um, and that was for a six year period. But at the right. onset of his diagnosis, we're all 
and you know we're we're coming together we're trying to gather you know a part of what happened with him he had a um metastasis to his brain he had to have brain surgery and so it left him a little different initially um over time he began to be more like himself he was able to uh he had cognitive you know ability but his uh verbal expression was a little different so when we got together as a family he, you know, we were just happy to have him with us and be with them and, and everything. And what happened was my 38-year-old cousin ended up having a massive stroke and he passed away and my father lived. Right, right. <laughs> you, you, you know, I remember. so, yeah, mm-hmm. right. So therefore, right. it's like you really do only have right now. You don't right know. in this moment. Yeah, right. you don't know what's happening. So if, right. if nothing else, I think that's probably for me the most resounding thing that you've said is um, mm-hmm. to be able to have gratitude for the moment you have right now. That's amazing. Absolutely. The time, like I said, time has one direction mm-hmm. and it's forward. And so, you know, this should teach us a great deal, you know, putting off conversations until later. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, praying for someone, do it right now. Yeah. Uh, playing a game with your children right now. Don't say, baby, we'll play. We'll play tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Do it right now. You know, um, that's, that's what truly I've, I've always been in that space, even before, um, the diagnosis, but mm-hmm. I have to tell you after the cancer diagnosis, I'm on full throttle with that mm-hmm. full throttle. Like mm-hmm. I, I try not to put off, um, you know, of course it happens because life has to, you know, continue yeah. with certain you know things, but I really do try to do the things that I, I should do right now. Um, and um, it's going to be, it's going to be, you know, really ingrained into um, the rest of my life. Um, as long as God see fit that I, I stay on earth, I'm going to mm-hmm. continue trying to, um, you know, make that call, see that person, have yeah. those conversations, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. spend that time with uh, my children, mm-hmm. um, not, not decline that call that comes through hit the, hit the accept button. Hey, how are you? You know? Um, and so that, that's, you know, I'm on full throttle. Like I said, I've always tried to stay in that space, but I'm, I'm really, after watching my mother take her last breath after having this, this cancer, it's something that I I hold really true and dear now as I move forward. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yep. So um, that segues perfectly into my next question. So um, how important is friendship? You know, friendship is very high on my, on my list. Um, I sometimes brag about this um, because it's, it's, it's rare. Um, But I am fortunate and blessed to have at least five to six really close girlfriends and these are women that I've been friends with, like you mentioned earlier, earlier, mm-hmm. um, when we first started, I have friends that I've been like yourself friends with since kindergarten and mm-hmm. third grade, and fifth grade and teenage, you know, teenage, you know, 15 years old, yeah. really close friends, not just associates, mm-hmm. but these are women that I talk to two, three times a week, mm-hmm. you know? Um, we might not see each other all the time, but we talk, mm-hmm. we've been together through, um, marriage, weddings, through the birth of our children, um, divorce, divorce, <laughs> yeah. death of our parents, yeah. um, you know, cancer, um, graduations. I mean, I'm so thankful for that. I, I cannot scream it louder. I'm just so thankful for that because I talk to other women, young women, and I ask about friendship and they have no friends. You know, these are yeah. really close friends. They're, they're not even just friends. They're, they're family to me. Right. Um, I've watched their children grow up. They've watched my children grow up. Um, so it's truly, as long as friendship is done with respect and it's done with unconditional love. Um, it's right there at the top of my, my list. Um, it's a go-to for me. Um, 
and so again, they're, they're, these women, including yourself, are more than friends, they're family. And um, I can't, I wouldn't be here without them. I've taken everything that I've learned, um, I've taken everything um, that I've learned from them and I've used it in my everyday life. So, including yourself. And so it's just, you know, it's very, it's very, even when you don't know, when you don't know that you mean so much to a person, um, cause there's times that you might not see them or you might mm-hmm. not have a chance to say the things that you want to say. Um, I hold my friendships so dearly in my heart and I brag about it to coworkers, to people yeah. I meet on the street. I'm, I tell people, you know, I have, I have five friends, really close girlfriends I'm really close to that I've been friends with since kindergarten or since third grade. You know, Mm -hmm. I I tell people that I don't know about this because I Mm -hmm. I believe it's a phenomenon. I think it's it's different. Um, I don't know if you've um, talked to other women and and young women in particular, and they don't have friends. They don't have long lasting friendships. And so I I really value the friendships that I have. Yeah. No, I I totally agree with you. Yeah. Um, I think that what happens is the values have shifted, you know, Mm -hmm. over time and um, our level of patience has Mm -hmm. changed with generations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, people are going to, go through changes in life. And sometimes when they're going through their own shifts and changes, it's, it's also maturing. And so right. um, there are going to be people who are maybe not, mm, maybe not where you are, or maybe mm-hmm. you're not where they are, you know? <laughs> and so at, for, for a time, for a season, you may not see eye to eye, but you can still love them where they are. And I think that right. is um, like the, the difference um, here. Mm-hmm. You know, I think right. that, you know, being able to accept that there's going to be seasons in every relationship, <laughs> um, right. even a marriage between you and your child, you know, like where you're just not seeing the same things. And so, mm-hmm. um, but you still have love. You still wish one another well you still you know support one another you still oh, show up you show up you still on show up on those right. important days right and right. um right and you respect them and and you respect where they're at and you you respect I'm, I'm the type of person where i meet people where they stand absolutely you know and that's i think that that's the reason why i might have you know been able to have such long friendships along mm-hmm. because I think people appreciate that that you meet people where they stand and you respect them for who they are and you appreciate and value what they bring and um and so yeah I just I love I love my friends and I love yeah. you you know yeah I love and you so, too yep yeah. so. I love you too oh boy um okay <laughs> Uh, wow. I, you know, as you were talking, I, I got a little emotional because I was just thinking of a day um, when I was just talking about, you know, just showing up, you know, and I was just thinking of a day that I was having, you know, with my parent. There's been more than one, in fact. Um, when one, one thing, one day I can remember. I couldn't be at the hospital and I just asked you, can you just go and look at my mom and make sure she's okay? And you did it, you know? And oh, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's without any words. I'm, of course. I'm so appreciative of being able to ask you and trusting that you would do it. Absolutely. Because of I couldn't course. be there that day, you know, and I appreciate absolutely. it. Yeah, absolutely. And the day that you, May 5th, you know. Yep. I stopped everything and, and showed up, you know, because you that's up. what friends do. Yep. And you also, um, something I remember about that day, the May 5th is the day my father died. 
Yes. Um, I remember you, you couldn't get there. Right. And you called your father. Yep. And he was the first one to come on the day my, my father died. He, there was no one else there. At, I was actually sitting on the porch. Mm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, my mother was in the house. She was in the yeah. house. Um, but there was no one else. No one had came to the house by then. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting on the porch, like, extremely upset because, you know, this is my first parent yeah. to pass away. And, you know, I was a daddy's girl. Yeah. And, Same uh, here. <laughs> yeah. And he showed up. And I heard the door, the door, his car door close. And I heard some footsteps coming up the driveway and I looked up and it was your father and I was crying and crying and he just hugged me and um, he told me it was going to be all right. So, you know, the day I went to visit him, mm-hmm. yeah, in the hospital, I went to visit him when he was in the hospital and I, I was able to tell him the same thing. So, yeah, you, you know, you pay it forward and um, you appreciate those, those times. Yeah. And that's family. That's what family does for one another. And I appreciate you. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. So, so we're crybabies. Okay. Yep. As you can see, we're, we're, we're crybabies and, you know, it is what it is. But what did we say about phenomenal women? You're able to. You're vulnerable and vulnerable and wear your emotions on your sleeve. That's right. So it's okay. Yep. So, um, what are, what are your thoughts on, um, faith and what is its role in your life? Um, it's carried me all the way through. It, it, it really has. Faith has really carried me all the way through. Um, it's, it's where I went at night, um, when I would lay in bed and think about my cancer diagnosis, uh, what, what I'm going to do, um, what I need to do. Um, it, it wrapped me up like a blanket, um, as I went through this process. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's huge in my life. It's, it's, it's how I'm able to function, you know, um, every morning when I get up, you know, I I have a huge amount of faith. Um, God has been good to me. And I believe that if I just believe and I stay faithful and I stay humble, that things are going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's been my mantra, really, my entire adult life. The way I practice have changed a little bit. They, mm-hmm. It looks different for for some people. Mm-hmm. But um, faith is huge in my life. Um, and, and I'll never stray from that. And it, mm-hmm. it's brought me through um, everything, every challenges. Yeah. Yeah. No, I... Um... I can certainly understand where where you're coming from, especially in terms of how it might look in your life as you, as you go through life and you, you learn more. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And you kind of, at least least for me, I can speak for myself. It, um, uh, my faith and my spirituality has become more. um, What's the word? Um, It, I've cut out a lot of the fluff, right? <laughs> you know, right. Um, I, I recognize exactly what it is, who I am, what to do, how to reach, you know, who I need to reach. And, and I do that and it's different right. for every person and you just kind of have to find your way. So um, I always think yeah. that's such an important question on the show, um, how people yeah. exercise their faith and, you know, um, their it's rolling and every single phenomenal woman I've had, they have faith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> gotta have they it. have faith. You gotta yeah. have it. And then um, finally, this is probably a big question given everything that's happening right now today. Um, 
What, what do you think COVID-19 is teaching us? Wow, great question. Um, you know, I'm a really deep person in so many ways. You know, um, mm-hmm. I sit and think about the most deepest things. And, I, and when, when the COVID-19 first started, I thought about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that it's definitely teaching us um, and many of the things that's going on in our, in our society now is teaching us mm-hmm. to, to decide to live differently, um, to live better, you know, to live more. Um, it's also teaching us how precious life is. Um, you know, the most precious people on the planet are the ones that um, live with you because, you know, the COVID-19 is teaching us to basically be quarantined with family, you know, it's taught, mm-hmm. it's teaching us that um, the people right there in your house, your children, your husband, you know, yeah. are the most important people, you know, and spend time with them. So time stopped. We all had to be still mm-hmm. with this COVID-19. Um, and we all had to be in the house together. And, um, I think that that, um, was a time and a place for us to really appreciate, you know, our family. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it also taught us that busyness is a false sense of accomplishment, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm guilty. Uh, my career keeps me busy running around and, um, from morning to night sometime. Um, but busyness is a false sense of accomplishment, you know, um, our overly, you know, busy lives, lives have taught us to dislike times when we're still, right? Like Mm -hmm. we feel guilty when we're just being still, right? Um, but I think this season has taught me to, that it's okay to sit still, Mm-hmm. And I think when we're being still that we all can learn and listen to what God is trying to tell us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, uh, yeah, I really believe that this COVID-19 made us sit down mm-hmm. and listen mm-hmm. um, yeah. and be in the moment with our family and, um, and understand that um, things are bigger than our little world as well. We're all connected in a sense. Like we were all on the same level during this COVID-19, right? Um, Things, businesses stopped. Um, And so we were all in the house with our family, uh, with our families. And, you know, I think that we were all on the same level, you know, during this this pandemic. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so those are the things I think that, um, and again, like I mentioned earlier, time has one direction. I keep saying that it moves forward. So we all have to, we all, all have to understand we can't get back tomorrow that we, we have to be in the moment right now. Um, and you know, there's no guarantee as much as, you know, when I was younger, I didn't understand that. Um, as an adult woman now, I really understand that, you know, no one is guaranteed tomorrow. And um, I have to live my life, um, you know, loving, praying, being in the moment, uh, being vulnerable, you know, joking, laughing, crying um, right now mm-hmm. and appreciate all of it, Saran. Appreciate all of it. And, um, you know, and, and, that, and, you know, I know I'm going off into something else. No, no, that's, you, that's great. No. You know, but mm-hmm. that, that, and it's crazy because I, I had the diagnosis of months, a few months before the COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So I was quarantined long before you guys were quarantined. I, I was quarantined mm-hmm. in September mm-hmm. um, because of the chemo. I, I would stay away from people and my, my immune system was low. So I was in the house, you know. Mm-hmm. And so this COVID-19 happened and I'm still in the house. And so to be going through cancer and to have a pandemic break out, <laughs> um, 
I, you know, I could sit on, sit down and say to myself, Lord, what in the world are you trying to teach me right now? Right. Um, and I did, I did. I really sat down and I really thought to myself, okay, what is he trying to say to me right now? You know, and I, I came up with those things. Nikel, love now, right now, mm-hmm. listen now, right now. And, um, and that's where I'm at today. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, all, all of what you said is so right on point, you know, yeah. in terms of like when I think about COVID-19 and um, initially um, I thought about the fact that, you know, the obvious that, you know, we are having to sit down, that we're having to, um, you know, spend time with our family, that we're having to practice gratitude because it can Mm -hmm. become very frustrating, you know, being Mm -hmm. in one spot and having to adapt to not moving so much. And um, also um, just for me personally, um, I am one who would, I've had a lot on my plate for many years. And so just moving, 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 juggling this, juggling that, juggling this, juggling that. And um, really having certain uh, responses to life that I just wasn't really dealing with on the surface and then having to sit down and it, and it's actually started before COVID-19, but COVID-19 really kicked it into overdrive where it was enforced. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Just really having to slow down and just, wow. (sighs) Okay. That's how I feel about that. Right. I have to deal with that. I I didn't quite finish with that over there. I need to right. finish that out. Right. <laughs> um, with just my emotional, you know, uh, maturity about certain things, um, moving past certain life circum- issues, circumstances, even, even when it pertains to my own mother, you know, um, right. just certain things. Right. And then, you know, we're here and um, without diving into a full political discussion, Mm-hmm. Um, what I thought about as well is that um, when I, my, my community, I live in a community that um, is uh, where African-Americans are a minority and um, my community has a, a Facebook group where the moms get together and um, just share information or, um, you know, it could be anything. Right. And so um, what I saw um, them post was their commitment, and I and I, I may get emotional with this because it really did move me. Their mm-hmm. commitment to not raising racist children, you know, their commitment to having the discussions in their households, right? Their commitment to you know sa- saying, "Hey, I, I shared the video about George Floyd with my children, and I wanted them to see it because I want them to know the impact of actions." And I want them to know the impact of hatred. My children right. do not be racist. I, I shared with them what microaggressions are. You know, I, right. I was really impressed because oh, absolutely, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. wow, you know, I, I, here I am, this one person. I don't have to be the, the, <laughs> the militant right. one, <laughs> you know, right. coming forth like, look, you know. Um, no, I, it was unsolicited. And, and, yeah. and, and it wasn't just, it were hundreds that... Right joined in that conversation and talk, and said, hey, wow, thank you for this post. Um, because I didn't think that, because they were sharing different examples even of what uh-huh. it meant to be, uh, to be racist in a, in a um, covert way. Right. You know, things that people don't really think about, you know, and, right. and they're like, I had to think about that. Thank you for sharing that because I never saw it that way. But as I thought about it, I I see that I'm going to change that. And right. so I think that then what COVID-19 does is make people sit down and pay attention mm-hmm. to what's actually happening, happening. and mm-hmm. has been happening. Right. It's not you, we we have our leadership and yes the leadership makes the ugliness feel comfortable to be ugly. But the ugliness has been there, right? So it just right. people sit down and pay attention, and um, and it and it and it shows a 
there's a spotlight on it. Like mm-hmm. there's nowhere to run, nowhere to hide because we can't go anywhere. But right. here, <laughs> you know, right. so yeah. There's yeah. a, there's a certain, I, you mentioned kind you mentioned something like this. Um, mm-hmm. There's a cleansing that's happening. Yes. There's a, there's a cleansing that's happening. Um, and like you, I also, we both live in a community where um, mm-hmm. African-Americans are a minority. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I've been fortunate enough to have a lot of, you know, non-African-American friends and mm-hmm. colleagues and associates. Yeah. And um, I was so, I guess, in a sense, relieved and almost surprised when I had shared something about that I would, you know, I'm going to need like all my non-African-American friends and associates and colleagues to basically be on the same energy Mm -hmm. that I'm on regarding Mm -hmm. the public murder of yet another Black human being. That's correct. And I got Mm -hmm. all of these comments, particularly on my other platform, from all my non-African-American associates and friends and people reaching out to me. I had someone text me and I said to myself, I think we're moving into a new time. Mm -hmm. I think we're starting to move into a new time period. I really do. Yeah. Um, Something that you and I in our life, in our lifetime have not seen something Mm -hmm. that our parents didn't have the privilege of seeing. I think Mm -hmm. we're starting to move in a different time period. And, mm-hmm. and all I can say with that as we move forward and watch is, um, you know, you know, by the grace of God, you yeah. know, by the grace of God. Yeah, you know? no, for sure. So, yeah, for yeah. sure. One day, I, I really hope that our, our children um, get to just be children and not black children when they're right, growing up, you know, because uh, I always, <laughs> I was just telling, sharing with, um, my husband the other day, yesterday, we were talking about um, one day when my son, uh, uh, who he's 28 now, but he was four, maybe, at that time. And, um, you know, the process was starting where, uh, you know, with my father, we were having dinner. And the process is um, the awareness process, <laughs> you know. Right. So the conversations start at that age. Um, from him, you know, uh, acknowledging um, certain things that happen um, in America and how he's seen as a black man, how he will be seen as a black man and how he should navigate his life. And I just was so, you know, antsy about that because I just wanted him to, he was having his little freedom. You know, I could see he was free. He was four. He was happy. He had, you know, his friends and I didn't want him to carry the burden well, then there came a time um, just a few years later, he was seven and I picked him up from basketball practice and he came to the car and he didn't even, you know, he, he got in the car. He was, he just broke down. He shuddered. Like he was mm-hmm. that deep down cry, you know, from the depth of his soul cry. And I said, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. said, you know, so-and-so, you know, a little boy on the team called me a nigger. Wow. And I I just, he'd never heard the term before, but it's just the energy that was behind the word that uh, impacted him, you know? And I just, I, I, here I am thinking we're in a different time. You know, I don't want my father to put this burden on him, but the burden wasn't his, he wasn't, he was preparing him, (laughs) you know, preparing Mm -hmm. him. And unfortunately it was the right thing to do. Absolutely. Because here he was in this situation, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, so anyhow, yeah. As we've gone on tangent, but yeah, but yeah. you know, we, this is great. I mean, this I would if you ever do a, a podcast with with this, I would definitely would love to be part of it. I think it's important, um, an important topic, particularly for mothers of African American men. Absolutely. Um, my son is twenty four, um, and I worry about him more on the streets of where we're at now than I did when he was in another country serving our country as a Marine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I worry mm-hmm. about him more here at home mm-hmm. in his country than I did across seas. A country he served country. for. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Protected freedoms. Protected right. freedoms. He's not you know, able to experience wholeheartedly Absolutely. because he's already starting with a profile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a real, it's real. It's a real feeling. I think America and, uh, sees that now. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I think that America sees that now. Yeah. And like I say, you know, you almost have to have a camera. They have to have a cameraman. You know, if you don't right. have a cameraman, you can't go out. Right. Because, <laughs> because right. Uh, you know, I have to have that cameraman because you have to have to be able to see justice. But right. Right. Anyways. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I just have enjoyed this conversation so much. Yeah, me too. And um, I appreciate you being here and allowing me to share this piece of myself. I, I have people in my life that, um, you know, they're they become surprised when they learn a little bit more about some faction of my life that they don't know anything about. And this is one that I'm really proud to highlight because you've been a big part of my life. Um, You've always been phenomenal, even when we were kids, even when we were very young. um, You always had a very mature, and I mean that, a very mature. Some people come uh, with certain knowledge, and um, I, I really feel that you've always had a spiritual maturity about you. Um, that I've always appreciated, you know, um, and, and that's why you need friends like, like us, that's been, that you've been around so long, Mm -hmm. you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't remember that. I don't remember anything like that, but you can, you can tell me about me back then. Like you you understand what I'm saying? Like, you need to have friends that you've been friends with so long that can say, you were like this or you were like this. Cause I, I don't remember those things. So I, I just honor that. I honor you mm-hmm. <laughs> and I honor the memories that we share together. And um, this, this has yeah. been, this has been phenomenal. I just hope that I, I was able to share some useful things to your listeners, um, to women, um, to all my pink sisters out there that are surviving. Um, God bless you. And, um, you know, again, by the grace of God that I'm here and I'm just so thankful for this platform. So, yeah. Yeah, Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Have a phenomenal Wednesday. Thank you for tuning in to Power 365 Phenomenal Woman Wednesdays. I believe that every woman gifts the universe with her own strengths and unique characteristics. Simply because she is born, the universe benefits. Every woman is growing, learning, and evolving. On this channel, only positive seeds are sown, no matter how flawed the soil. Take care and have a phenomenal Wednesday. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. The Phenomenal Woman Wednesday podcast can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube.